find your purpose, make a difference. Empowering people to build their empires while enjoying the process and learning as I build mine. Undocumenting my journey. Why? Growing up, I didn't know who to turn to when it came to wanting to make a difference in the world. Primarily because I thought everyone had this fire inside of them to want to make a difference. Or even when it came to business. It was very difficult for me to turn to anyone for trusting advice or guidance. I had to fail a lot and make a lot of mistakes to learn. And I'm still learning each and every day. So I figured, hey, why not inspire people to attain their own definition of happiness along the way? There's nothing I love more than making people smile and all of the money in the world can never buy that. Today we have a very special guest joining us from the Tony Robbins team, Brian Mayroll, Tony Robbins' top peak performance strategist. Brian is on a mission to inspire and lead others to reach their peak potential by being personal, driven, passionate, truthful, funny, kind, light, and relentless. Brian speaks about his mission in life, the guiding post for his life, and how he attains it may change, but he stands guard at his own door and will always have what he desires in life. So let's dive in and learn more about everyday practices, actionable steps and strategies, and how to stand guard at our own door to attain our own definition of happiness. Did we get it? I hear you. Life is happening. We're doing it. So I know that you and I have spoken about your story, but would you mind sharing it with our listeners to give them some context? Um, well, I'm sure, sure, like most people's stories, they, they start in, in different beginnings, and we all have those trials and tribulations that um, help us get to where we're at, ultimately get to where we want to be. And uh, for me, it just starts off that I was in this, like, lukewarm area of my life, and I, I feel that, like, the, the worst place to be on is just, like, comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, comfortable, it's like you don't have enough pain to do anything about it, but you also, like haven't gotten enough success to the point where like you want to keep going it was like I was just like stuck and I was stuck being a school teacher so when I when I say stuck being a school teacher I love teachers and I think they're the most amazing people on planet earth it just like I knew it wasn't the right career like I just knew it in my heart but I stayed in it for four years like four years of doing something I didn't want to do yeah. if, if you're a listener on this call you probably stayed in something way too long, even though you wasn't right. Like maybe it was a career or maybe it was a business or maybe it was a relationship. Maybe it was some area that you were living in life. And for me, it was teaching. And I stood in that career for, for way too long because I was, I was hiding behind um, beliefs and patterns of, you know, I'm too young. I don't have the experience. Nobody in my family has gone into business. And it's just whole world created for myself that was limiting my possibilities and I'd, I'd gone through enough pain over those four years that I wanted to make some change and it was ultimately my best friend on the Parag who, who turned me on to Tony um it's been like four or five years to get me to finally go oh. and um, when I finally went to my Tony Robbins event it just shifted the way I look at life made things possible opened up my perspective and um I quit teaching went into software sales, started some own businesses. Now I'm working with Tony Robbins. I travel around the country full time. And um, there's obviously bumps and bruises and hurdles that I had to get over along the way. But 
if I could just give a brief summary of like where it started and now where I'm at and where I'm going to be continuing to go. How can people just make that shift, make that leap, take that leap of faith? Like how do you, how do you go from a place of like, this is where I'm at versus where I want to be? Maybe it's uncertainty, but you're stuck in this uncertain place. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I can appreciate where your story came from. I know we had the opportunity to chat about it. And obviously, you you have the heart and desire to want to help people, which I think is is brilliant. And um, I, I there's so many different ways where you can take a leap of faith and like the strategy behind it. But ultimately, it comes like for me, and I'm sure it was for you, is I had this like little like voice or just this feeling. I was like, I, I, like. I, I felt pulled to something more or, or greater for myself. And I didn't know where that feeling was coming from. I didn't know if it was wrong or right. And I couldn't really pinpoint why it was there, but I just knew it was there. And what I would go back and tell myself, I can coach myself up before I took that leap. is like, if there's like an inkling or, or a feeling or just like this energy that's pulling you towards something else, like double down because there's a reason why it's showing up. And, when it gets to that point of like taking the leap of faith, it's really just human beings are doing two things at any given time. They're running towards pleasure or they're running away from pain. And it's all about how we associate our pain and pleasure. So, you know, for me, going back to that school teacher is like, I was associating so much pain with like the, the, the fear of like not making enough money or fear of looking bad or the fear of failing. Right. So there was so much pain that I had stacked onto not making the decision and it was more pleasure just to stay where I was at. You see, I may associated those two. Yeah, so then I got to this point where I'd gone through enough pain in my life, right? So, I, you know, I'd like broke as a joke or, or doing things and seeing other people more fulfilled in life or more successful. And it just started that, that pain started to build up for me. And once it got to a point where there was enough pain in my life, I was like, I would rather move than to stay still. And so what I would offer to anyone who's looking to make one of those tough decisions, one of those leaps of faith or whatever it is, is ask yourself this question. What are you associating your pleasure and pain to? And then what if you could change it? So like, what if instead of saying, I'm fearful of making the choice, what if you associated fear to, I'm fearful of not even trying? And then you stack those feelings, you stack those reasons, those emotions, whether it's your kids, your family, your friends, yourself, like your self-worth. Like, what would it mean five years from now to be in the same place that you're in now, right? If, and it all comes from the questions, right? The questions that we ask ourselves. So being able to stack those pleasures and pains enough to get you to a point where it's like a boiling point where you're ready to jump. Did you feel like it was society that was pushing you towards one path or the, the other? So with education, you taking that. So I look at it as education as that's the future. So I think even what you do, you're educating people on how to make a difference in the world, how to make an impact, how to change their life. But sure. what you were doing before, did you, is that something that you were passionate about? Or is it something that you were kind of dabbling in that you were trying to say, okay, maybe this is it? Okay, I see you smiling. So, so I want to know what your, what your feedback is on that. <laughs> yeah, so was the question like, was I passionate about teaching? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was passionate. I knew, I knew for me, like I had to, I, I have to be doing something that I, I personally believe in as a human being. Like I, I cannot align myself with something I don't believe in. Like I, like I can't fake it. Like I can't fake that I enjoy something. And 
I've always wanted to be a person of service to other people. Like I just, nothing lights me up more than to see someone else smile or like their light bulb go on or, or say yes or say no or say I do. Get someone to that boiling point. And for me, I love the fact that I, I have opportunity to impact kids and, and help them grow. Um, for me though, it was just like, it, it, I didn't feel like it was a big enough impact or a deep enough impact, right? Like I, the maturity level of those kids and behavior management for someone like me, I, I just, uh, I don't have the patience, but I, I do like adults and I do like kids. I just, I thought I'd make a bigger impact mode by broadening that spectrum. Um, so for me, I'm always passionate about making a difference. At the same time, I got to this point, uh, Brittany, where I was like, I, I want to impact people, but I also want to impact my family. Right. And I, and I got to this point where it's like, as a teacher, I was like, I'm doing this life of service to others, yet I'm not going to be able to provide anything more for my own family. And when I thought about like, what if my kids grow up and they're like, dad, you know, I, I want to do whatever, like what's possible in life? Like if they ask me that question, what's possible in life? And then if I look them in their eyes and say, anything but yet i hadn't tried myself it, it would be a very tough and incongruent message to give them so i need to pause and repeat for a moment i need you to listen to this very closely very deeply what brian just highlighted is so important such an important message this alone is a turnkey within such an incredible perspective and when i thought about like what if my kids grow up and they're like dad you know I, I want to do whatever, like, wh what's possible in life? Like, if they ask me that question, what's possible in life? And then if I look them in their eyes and say anything, but yet I hadn't tried myself, it, it would be a very tough and incongruent message to give them. Wow. And I was thinking to myself, like, God, I, I want my kids to be financially free. I don't want them to stress about money the way that, that I personally did growing up. And they're going to have their own set of problems, but I just don't want that to be one of them. And, and I was thinking to myself, like, God, I'm spending all this time and energy impacting other people, but the most important people in my life are going to be my future family. So, so for me, that was the associations. And um, I've always been passionate about helping people. If that's, if that's the long-winded answer to it, um, it's just a matter of, like, how I was going to do it. You know what I mean? We share that. And for you, right? Yeah, we share that big time. So um, for me, even when I was in sales, I always felt like I was – no, I didn't feel like I was selling something because like I said before, and I know that you had shared it too, I have to believe in it and I have to believe in it wholeheartedly because then it doesn't feel like selling. It feels like I'm offering you something, yep. I'm offering you a way to make your, whether it was, let's just say it's jewelry when I was 17 years old, when someone would come in and say, well, I want, I want to get this diamond ring from my future fiance. I wanted them to be like, oh, this is the one and feel yeah, good about awesome. it. Yeah. yeah. And I loved it. And if yeah. they did, I'm like, okay, this isn't right. <laughs> So I feel like there's a major difference, something not feeling right, and then something feeling uncomfortable. I feel like uncomfortable, discomfort means changes there. Yeah, yeah. I, sometimes you feel like incongruent with where you're at, and, it, and that's okay, right? Like, like um, Tony talks about there's, like, there's these blueprints that we have or these stories that we have, right? And when our out external um, conditions don't match our blueprint for life, here's what I mean. Like we all grew up, I'm sure, in junior high school or whenever we started to like girls for the first time. And I'm going to be married by the time I'm 26. <laughs> and I'm going to have a white picket fence. And I'm going to have three kids. And then you get to 26 and you're like, huh, this is nothing like what I thought it was going to be. And when that doesn't match up sometimes, it causes this like internal like struggle or incongruency. And so 
external conditions don't match what we thought we designed for ourselves. And when you get to that point, there becomes a, a dissatisfaction or uh, a uncomfortableness or this like rub, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like this rub of life is like, this doesn't match what I want. And when that tends to happen, you start to get this like, okay, what am I going to do about it? And if you get to that point and you don't do anything about it for long enough, it will start to eat away at you. And sometimes it's, it's about changing our expectations, not just our conditions, right? Because no matter where you're at in life, you're going to want more. You're going to want more love. You're going to want more money. You're going to want more passion, better health. You're always going to want more. It's about like, how do you feel good about wanting more, feel okay with where you're at, you know, mentally, physically, and emotionally. So yeah. It's a good way to look at it. I love that. <laughs> uh, we also spoke about your everyday practices. Yeah. Um, well, it was before Tony Robbins. So um, when I was going through, um, you know, it was probably the lowest place that I had ever been in my life where it was like, when I say it was lukewarm, it was like my routine was get off from school, teen, then go pick up fast food. It was Del Taco, the number three. It, I memorized it, right? And I, I used to go lay down in bed. And it was like my life was watching Sports Center or watching sports until I fall asleep. And then wake up and do it again and maybe go to the gym at night. I mean, gym was always part of my routine, but uh, I, I, I got to this point like, after three or four months of doing that, I was like, what? Like, I started to question myself and question my beliefs around myself. And I kind of lost control a little bit. And I was like, I need to get control back of my life. Like, I need to get on top of it. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I know you and I talked about this, but then I created this, this spreadsheet. It was like a, a scorecard for myself. And I put like all the major things that I did throughout the day. It was like going to the gym, eating, work, um, how I felt when I woke up that day, what I felt about different aspects of my life and conversations that I had with different people. I would literally put that list down every day and I would score myself of how I felt, how much effort I put into it, and um, ultimately the like, results I got from one of those things that I did. And... Um, it, I started to realize trends. I started to realize that if I, if I keep the workout to the end of the day, sometimes it was a half-ass workout, you know? And then I realized, well, I, I have a hard time waking up in the morning. Like, I have a really hard time. I'm a slow starter. So what can I do? And I started reading self-development books, and I realized that a lot of successful people, they wake up before 5, and a lot of successful people do something to shock their body in the morning. And I found that Tony Robbins jumps in a cold plunge every day. So I'm like, Tony Robbins is a guy that I look up to. Let's do that. And so I started taking cold showers. And I realized the mornings that I could get myself to take a cold shower and prove to myself that mind over matter, I can get, my, I can get out of my comfort zone, right? Comfortable staying warm, like waking up in the morning, that warm blanket. It's like so comfortable to stay there. And I was like, I need to do something that's going to make me feel uncomfortable in the morning so I can build life momentum and I can get that mental battle one in the morning. Not to mention it has all the health benefits. So I've been doing the cold showers for four years in the mornings because it's like literally every day except for Sundays. I reward myself with one on Sunday. Um, <laughs> Sunday's like your cheat day. <laughs> yeah, Sunday, Sunday's the day. So um, I, it, it, it just, it just works tools that I get myself to say like, Yes, my effort, like you're doing what you said you were going to do, even though it's uncomfortable. And something about the psychological effect of like every morning doing something that you don't want to do, but you know it's beneficial to you. When I have a conversation with someone and I'm creating breakthroughs with them in person and I look them in their eyes 
and I'm trying to get them to make an uncomfortable decision, I have some, some footing to stand on because I'm willing to do it myself. And um, so, yeah, that's why I came about that. That cold shower has been a gem for me. And I know it can be for, for you and anyone who's listening, if they're willing. I feel like I was, I was challenging myself. I walk and then I start to sprint. You, so you look like a sprinter. Yeah, you're ready to rock. <laughs> so yeah, um, especially in this pandemic right now, I'm like, okay, I need to just sprint and get in and get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and then I took a cold shower and I was like, this is definitely not something that I would typically do. From the beginning of the day, I feel like I became more productive. Right? I'm, I'm very productive. I don't drink coffee. I have so much energy. It's a little crazy. <laughs> I, love, I love the energy. I love the energy. Oh, thank you. Um, but just considering that I've been mapping myself for the last 48 hours, considering that I woke up in the morning, I did X, Y, and Z. And then I'm here and I'm like, okay, you still have energy by this time. And personally, just believe it's just because you're, you're shifting your routine and it can just be built into your everyday practice, which is what you had shared with me. So thank you for that. Boom. Hell yeah. <laughs> Um, so what do you think in terms of what we can do as individuals to make the world a better place? Um, there's something that I heard on Tony Robbins' podcast, how bad news sells. Yes, of course it sells. And that's why the media is kind of, you know, focusing on that one subject matter. Totally. Yeah, yeah. That's a great question. So there's, there's two parts to that uh, is what I heard is like, one is like, how can we, how can we, what can we do to help change and shape the world? And then the second is like, how do we get ourselves not to, 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 to focus on the negative things in life, like media and these types of things. And, you know, we, we, um, we have these like beautiful brains, right. And they're so, they're so unique and we still are trying to figure out the whole thing. But what we do know about them is that they're designed to look for problems. They're designed to, for, as a survival mechanism. Right. And it's like, you know, however many years ago, if there was a, a tiger or a bear in the wilderness, our brain was meant to like sound the alarm, fight or flight, go do something about it. And now we, we don't have in modern day society, like most of us, at least here in the United States, we're not threatened by those things from day to day. Like we don't have a saber tooth tiger or uh, a bear or, or some other predatory animal can harm us. What we do have is these little sounds on our phone, these little things that ping, or we do have um, the news that alarms us and it still triggers the same reaction in our brain as if there was a tiger literally 20 feet away. And it triggers these like signals in the brain that say, hey, watch out, look at this. And so when, when the news stations, right, and no fault to theirs, I'm sure there's good people, it's like they're, they're, in order for them to get better ratings, they have to trigger that alarm in your brain that says, hey, I should pay attention to this. And nothing makes you do that other than being scared or fearful or doubtful. So when you see the news, it's like 90, 10, 90% of it is just crap. That's trying to scare you because yes, they're being informative and it's not no fault of theirs, but they're, but they're also doing something that's like alarming you, right. To get your attention, to make you look. That's why if you scroll on Instagram, you're going to see a lot of people who are doing things to get attention rather than something that's actual substance. Yes. And, and I love all platforms. It's just the brain is meant to look for certain things, right? Like um, survival, sex, food. Like those are the big three that the brain is alarmed to look for, right? So when you, when you have those alarms, it shouts it off. So how do you make the world a better place? Well, the, the thing that you can do is, is spread positivity and, and change your consciousness in this. Like we've been given this, this frontal part of our brain that allows us to choose what we want to pay attention to. And it's tough, right? Like you have to rewire your brain. You have to constantly choose to say, what does something mean in my life? 
how can I help? How can I serve? And you have to really consciously choose that over the fear, the negativity, the doubt. And the more that you can do that, the more you fire off, fire and wire those nervous, uh, that nervous system, you can then start to impact other people because you're being who you want. You're being something. You're not trying to project something on someone else, but you're being that positive light yourself. Like you're walking through planet Earth, and when you give someone a compliment, it's, it's genuine. When you look someone in the eyes, it's genuine. It's coming from a peaceful, loving place, not a fearful, doubt place. And when we can act from love and we can act congruent with ourselves, our higher self, then things just start to flow and you start to get along with people and magic can happen. You can literally change worlds and change countries and change people based off of just the, the, the feeling of congruency and love with people. So um, how do you change the world is just being the best possible person you can be and spreading that influence to help other people improve their life. That's so beautiful, Brian. I couldn't have articulated that better. It's definitely an effort to be positive, let alone stay positive at first. And it can be more difficult for one person over the other. I was a strategist, but focusing more on the experience side. So it was, I was an yeah. experienced strategist. And I had six, 12 to 16 mentees assigned to me every semester. So they all did pre-med. So whether they were becoming a nurse, a doctor, a PA, whatever it was. But I wanted them to understand that there's going to be things that you, you don't like, and there's going to be things that you do like. And that's yeah. going to shape you as, uh, as a clinician. So that being said, you get to choose what and who you want to be yes and i used to hold all of these events and i used to love them and that's actually what made me go solo is just because what i do now is i hold events and that's actually how i have my clients i hold oh. events i tell them about who i am what i do and then i also have the events because at the end of the day i have a message a message i want to share and i know that at the end of the day whatever it is that i have to do i'm going to do it to bring the most value to you but also to change this world it doesn't have to be so ugly I guess I just, not so much a wish, but I just hope to just bring that on a bigger level. So I started a private practice and then I went to a hospital and then I went into corporate. But I loved it only because I knew that I was able to reach more hearts. I was able to reach it at a broader spectrum. And being able to speak at all of these hospitals and tell them how you can truly make a difference, micro versus macro, and how you can just do that with an everyday practice of, one thing I started doing is happy Monday, happy Tuesday, happy Wednesday. And everyone was just like, Brittany, no. <laughs> but I love it because I think at the end of the day, it is a happy day. It's another day to just kind of reboot and start over. And it's an opportunity for us to just choose a better life, a better path. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So I guess with everyday practices, um, following your passion, finding your purpose, do you feel like you found your purpose now? Uh, 10,000%. Yeah. I just want to you for for following your path and staying strong in it because there's so many people who don't right and it's like you're 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 being someone who's living what they want and and seeking and finding and creating which is you know speaking from like how can you be do and give and you're doing all of it right now by by creating on your own so i think i think you're an outstanding individual oh thank you i appreciate you as yeah, you do um, and uh, back to your like filtration system, there's this thing called the RAC, the reticular activating system. It's like this like filtration thing that we have in our brain. It's like, okay, there, there could be anything from 35 to 50,000 things that we can be focused on at any given time. Like, watch, I can get you to focus on that. Can you find something white? Oh, 
I remember this. Tony Robbins. Yeah, find something white in your room. Ready, go. I did. I have it right over here. Okay. Yeah. And, and why did you look for something white? Because I asked you a question right? and it changed your focus, right? So if that's the case, right, then our brain can focus on any time. Like if you were to see what I'm seeing right now, there's a floor, there's a clock, there's lights, there's uh, palm trees, there's people honking out there. Like my brain can look for anything it wants to right now but it's only filtering what literally I wanted to see. So people talk about this like law of attraction thing. It's awesome. And, it, and, it, and it's also by design. It's not, it's not like things just come to you. It's like you, you consciously chose what to look for, right? So if someone's watching the news every day and they got the negativity and the doubt and all these things filtering into their brain, their brain starts to say, this is important information. So then when you go out there in the real world at work or in your business, your brain is, uh, is looking for those alarms because that's what it's used to seeing. There's someone like you who's trained your brain to say, I'm going to look for grateful things that I'm grateful for. I'm looking for beauty. I'm going to look for amazing things. And then brain to filter those stimulus into your life, right? So you could walk down, let's just say Brittany who's sad and Brittany who's happy. You could, let's just say you the opportunity two days the exact same way Brittany who's sad can walk through the exact same situation that Brittany who is happy and both of them have completely different experiences of that day even though they were identical in what happened because their brain's looking for different things at the time and that's why it's so important for us to uh, to to use our emotions to our advantage rather than have them use us and filter what it is we want in life and consciously choose what we're looking for which oh, you have wow. done which is super cool I love that, by the way, the emotions part. It doesn't yeah. have to be a negative thing. I think emotions are definitely a great leverage for us as individuals to just make a, a fulfilled life and really feel great about it. Uh, okay, so your mission. You're still on this mission, of course, to change the world. Like, what is Brian's mission? Yeah, my mission in life is, in, is to inspire and lead others to reach their peak potential by being personal, driven, passionate, truthful, funny, kind, light, and relentless. Love that. Awesome. That's my mission. So that's my mission statement. And that's going to be my guiding post for my life. So how I do it may change, but I'm always going to have what I, what it is that I desire in life. And so I don't create too many boundaries around the, the exact way that it's going to happen because I, I, I like to, you know, a year from now, I'm going to be a different individual with different distinctions. So I should be able to adapt as I go right now, as I see it, um, I'm impacting thousands of lives around the country with Tony. So I go into different businesses and I, and I help create distinctions through someone's mindset, systems, and patterns and get them ultimately to, to impact life by going to see Tony Robbins by transforming their entire life. So that's how I'm doing it now. I also do sales training. So I do one-on-one -on -one coaching sales because sales really changed my life. The ability to influence someone to say yes. And if someone's on this call and they're like, uh, what do you mean, Brian, sales? I'm like, well, if you're a parent or a family member, or a son, or a daughter, or you're going for an interview someday, everyone on planet Earth has to influence in some type of way to get someone to guess or I do, or no, right? We're all constantly influencing each other, especially on this call right now. So if that's the case, then I, it's something that I've, I don't know if God gave me the ability or, or what, but I know that that's my special sauce, is to, is to get someone to a yes. So I wanna continue to change people's lives through the art of influence and helping them through their sales training and doing that one-on-one, -on -one, doing that in groups. And then I also do uh, speaker training. So I think my life was changed by seeing someone on stage like Tony Robbins. And I'm changing lives by getting people to say yes from stage. So I wanna help other people on planet Earth also create that for themselves so they can change more lives. So equip them to go do the same. 
that's the that's the path right now. Uh, there's different avenues that I'm going, and and five years from now it might be different, but as I see it in 2020, that's how it's developing. I love that. Thank you so much for that. That's beautiful. how about you? Like I was, I wasn't sleeping, which isn't healthy. So I went from not sleeping at all to now I have more of a normal schedule to where I know what my mission is, and that's to change lives, shift perspectives, change people's mindsets to show them that. Like I said, the world doesn't have to be so ugly. It's what you're choosing to, to feed into, yeah. your life, right? So, um, so for me, it's just having that, being on that mission and making a difference, just like Tony Robbins has done for me. I know that we kind of touched on that, but I would not be where I am today without his voice. And I think it was about, I would say six to seven months ago, I said to myself, there's more. I'm meant for more, there's so much more. And I didn't feel fulfilled with what I was doing. I may work as an independent and everyone may be grateful for what it is that I can do for their business. And I don't care so much about having my own, but I care about my own fulfillment. I care about being happy. And what makes me happy is something that money can never ever buy. And that is making the world a better place. And what your definition of happiness is gonna be different from mine, but you can attain that. So I think at the end of the day, as many people as I can impact this year and moving forward whether it is in as an individual basis or in groups i'm going to continue doing that um and then of course helping people with their business of course is a huge deal um that's just a bonus though i feel like when i meet individuals it's more about a person to person you know it's me speaking with you and how you can create a difference and i'm learning from you too i learn every single day yeah you're clearly on your path i'm so excited for you and and grateful for you for another person on the path looking to impact many people on the planet. If we can have more of you in the world, that'd be fantastic. More of us, more of us in the world. But sure. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's great to connect with other people who are minded and hearted. So I'm, I'm grateful to be on this with you. Thank you so much. That's literally what my podcast is about, by the way. All about like trying to empower people to attain their own definition of happiness. Everyone can say, oh, you know, if I was a millionaire, I'd be happy. Why? What's the why behind that? What's the why yeah. behind why you think a million dollars is going to help you? Is it because you're not able to fulfill your, your bills? Your, do you want a nicer car? Is it for you or is it for out here? You know, who is it really? Yeah. For? So what would make you happy to the core? If I could go to every single country. So I love to travel only because I love to see um other people's cultures and how people live and it also instills a sense of gratitude in me so it makes you grateful for every single thing that you have in life because you're seeing what you don't have what other people don't have and you have it right in front of you but you see how people live and you see yeah. how people live and you kind of compare the two and you're just like you know there's so much more out of life how do you help that person from all the way over here how do you help them so the only way that i think i'm able to do it right now is obviously through the podcast and hopefully my voice is something that they need to hear and your voice and, and everything that you're saying and you're going through is the same thing how Tony Robbins was to me on a cassette tape. <laughs> so cool. And it's like um, you're traveling and, and learning from people from all different parts of the world is like one of those things that back to what your mission is, 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 is helping people change their perspective. And how do you do that? Well, you've changed yours by all these different experiences in your life. So I think it's so cool. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. You have no idea. Oh. I want to like take your. Now breath. is the moment. Okay. Uh, no, I just uh, honestly, if 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 I can just say anything, it's I'm grateful for you, and I'm grateful for you putting your voice out there and doing everything that you can to positively impact the world. And it's clear to see that you've actually put in the work. And so 
I, I, I'm, I love being on with people who are actually putting in the work. So um, before I say anything about where people can find me, anything like that, I, I need you to know that as well for yourself. And then the, the second thing I would say is um, for anyone who wants to continue their journey or would like to catch up on life, um, I have some free Tony Robbins programs that I can send you. So if you're interested in learning more about how I can hop on a webinar with you or how I can get on a conversation just like I am with Brittany with you, and if I can help impact your life in any way possible, I would absolutely love it. And we um, give the first five to 10 people who reach out, we'll give it a free session on behalf of Brittany. Um, so we're going to give you a free session. You can come check me out. Um, all my social media is pretty straightforward. It's just my first name, last name, B-R-I-A-N, last name, M-A-Y-O-R-A-L. We'll fire off and continue to change lives together. So I can't wait to, to connect with you. Let's get after it. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. I appreciate you. Victory. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. And if you're interested in collaborations, email me at contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T, at BrittanyMundito.com. And to learn more, please visit my website, BrittanyMundito.com, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-M-O-N-D-I-D-O.com. All of my social media handles are on there, including my YouTube channel. I appreciate you.